Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 17th of October, 2017. This is The Gap, episode 392. I'm Luke Lurie. Job Guru is here. How you going, Job? I'm awesome. Had a bit to drink today, so far? Had a bit to drink. Yep. Getting warmed up. Oh, yeah. Should we crack out the whiskey? Is that uh, what you're suggesting? No. Okay. We we do this over the Skype phone, so I can't really- um, Sharing it. Yeah, not really, no. We should go back to live. Doing it live. Then it's uh, it's not as awkward though. I, it does get awkward sometimes when I've like sort of zoned out from what you're talking about, and then you'll ask me a direct question, and I'll be like, "What processing?" And I'll be like, "Um, yeah, of course, of course, that's <laughs> like how I feel about it." Yeah, yeah. I've been on Instagram for the last ten minutes. I don't know what you said. Classic. It is, yeah, this is, we should start this over. This mm. is our worst intro ever. Hey, this everybody. Than- <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than one of your ones where you like flub saying the fucking date 18 times. Because usually I don't know what date it is. It's true. Because what happens is we, usually it's like every Tuesday. Yep. And then I update the dates. And then sometimes we're like, oh, fuck, we can't record Tuesday because, I don't know, we had something on. Uh, and now it's Wednesday or Thursday, and sometimes we don't update the, update the days, and it's just like you get halfway through reading, and you're like, "Oh, that's not right. Today's not actually yep. Tuesday; it's Thursday." Um, yeah, because we're super professional on here. How do you how do you fuck it up the next seventeen times? Though that's the question. That is the question. All right, should we talk about some games? There's uh, quite a bit happening. What's yep. going on? Totes. What do we want to start Keeps with? Let's, let's start with uh, Shadow of War. We're still playing Shadow a bit of War, that. I'm still playing a bit of it. Not heaps. Yeah. I'm not playing heaps. Uh, it's It's been relegated to uh, like an hour, uh, probably like a couple of hours a week. Yeah, fill a time. Uh, like, like hey, yeah. I got some time to, sh- to slay some orcs. Let's do this. No. Yeah, I, w- I want to kill some orcs. Let's, let's go for it. Um, I actually reached a point because I know last week I was like, uh, you know, the loot boxes mean nothing. They're like, they don't really impact anything. I reached mm. a point where I'm like, holy fuck, this loot box shit is for real. I was wrong. I get it now. Yeah. It, it's and, for real, but it doesn't really mean anything, right? Like the multiplayer uh, doesn't. Well, I played on a little bit more and then I realized that actually the loot boxes don't mean shit. Uh, yeah. They don't impact the game at all. They don't even impact the like later half of the game. Mm-hmm. Eventually you get to a point where all you're doing is basically like, uh, like invading areas and like defending your own area type shit, right? Yeah. Which doesn't impact That's- anything. And all the orcs you get, right? All the orcs you get from loot boxes, they're all level relative. You only get like loot bo- like you don't only get orcs from loot boxes relative to your actual current level. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, if you buy like the fucking super special fucking ultra version of the game, yeah, you get a couple of cheeky loot boxes included with it. Don't use those loot boxes early. Wait until the end of the game when you're, you know, near like level 50-ish and then use those loot boxes because you'll get level 50 fucking orcs. Yep. Unlike me, who used them all when he was at level 15 and he got a bunch of level 15 orcs. Uh, a bit pointless. But, um, yeah, 
I, I reached this point. I was playing. I was doing the online conquest. I like doing the on- online conquest. Basically, you travel to someone's forts and you invade their forts and you try to like bust them out. And it doesn't impact their game at all. No. Right? This is how it shifts. If it was like uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, how mm-hmm. Metal Gear Sol- Solid Five fucked up, it would... Um, it would like fuck your game basically. Yeah, it kind of uh, forced you to to keep your upkeep and and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you could avoid it by never engaging with it in the first place. But you had to know to not do that in Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, and if you didn't know and you engaged, then yeah, you you could sort of get fucked by other people, which is garbage because it was also there were pay to win elements, which is shit. Um, in the in Shadow of War, that's not the case. If your orcs die in Shadow of War as like defenders, that doesn't affect your game. So if I've got my five favorite fucking orcs defending my keep, right? When they die, uh, it doesn't change anything in my game. They're still alive. They're still able to defend and whatnot. That's all good, but. If I take them on an attack and they die, they die for, for reals. Um, yeah, that's that's basically the dealio. Um, that's what I've, I guess, I don't know. For me, I I, I, I like doing it. You know, it's it's not super engaging. It's not. It's a lot of orc killing, which I like. Right, mm-hmm. that's basically it. It's a lot of orc killing. You get to come across a lot of captains in a short amount of time and usually not in a situation where you get ambushed by them at terribly inopportune moments, which, uh, I don't know, like, Shadow of War is at its best and at its worst when it is fucking you as hard as it possibly can, mm-hmm. right? Like, I've had, I had a fucking, I had a battle where it was already... Like, this dude was... This orc was created to fuck me. He was created with, like, boning how I play in mind. He was uh, immune to, like, fire and immune to, like, explosion... Oh, sorry, enraged by explosions. He could heal himself. Uh, He could call in other orcs. Uh, the orcs that he called in were savages. They're, they're those dudes with like two axes, and so you can't attack them from the front. Uh, he himself was a, a savage. Um, he, uh, like, yeah, he was created created to fuck me. Hmm. Um, and while I was fighting him, oh, and the other thing he had was. Um, he had the the ability where he didn't die immediately. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've come... Like, the guys where you kill them and then they come back. Yeah, like a right. second chance. Second chance, guys. But he had that and he had no chance, which uh, triggers when he downs you and you cannot block. Like, that's one of the ones... Like, if he gets you to zero health... When he attacks, you cannot block it. You don't get the fucking button prompt to block that shit. You just fucking die. Okay. Um, yeah, he's specifically created to fuck me. He is probably one of the fucking craziest fucking orcs I've ever seen. Like, 
that combination is devastating. Uh, yeah, he was immune to so much shit, and like, if if he wasn't immune to it, he was enraged by it. I think the only thing he wasn't immune to was curse, and I didn't have any any ability, like any way of giving curse, and more those those flies. He was terrified of flies. I think, if I recall correctly, he was immune to ranged uh, ranged as well. Fucking. Awful. Like, what a fucking prick, basically. Um, and I had, no, I, I had no idea how the fuck I was supposed to do him. Uh, and I must have spent, like, half an hour chipping him down. And I have to, like... You got to, like... When, when they can heal themselves, if you get them down to half health, they will start the healing process. And even if you duck in, they'll still get, like, 5% of their health back. And so every single time you get them down to, like, 50%, you like they'll get back to 55 and you got to jump in and so basically you have to have everyone clear to make sure that you can actually kill him and so what you have to do is when he gets to like 51 percent you have to press uh x and a and do the fucking you know the, the smash the ground move uh where like you Blast everyone X and A at the same time yeah. is the uh, button. Com- I don't use that. Uh, oh, you have to. <laughs> it's the only way you can do it because when he gets to fifty-one percent, you have to smash that so that everyone around him falls down. So and he cops that. That triggers fifty percent, and then he starts to do these heal thing, and you can attack him immediately so he doesn't get past. He doesn't get any fucking heals off. So you attack him, and you've got to chop him down. I didn't work this out until the fourth time i fought him because the first time i got owned by him i had no fucking idea what i was up against he was just created to destroy me the second time he like i got ambushed along the way by some (laughs) motherfuckers like these these fuckers just showed up they're like yo fuck you man phil we're gonna fucking kill you and i'm like this is not a time, dudes. I am actually busy. Um, the third time, I called in my bodyguard, and it was like one of those super big guys, the um, or- Oracles or whatever the fuck they are. The yeah, like super big orcs, right? This dude is like I didn't even I didn't want to call him in because I didn't want to risk him dying to this dude. I felt was too tough, mm. but. I realized, like, I got in doubt. I got the guy I was up against down to, like, 50%. And I'm like, I have to I have to have this guy die. He has to die. So I call my uh, bodyguard in. Uh, he comes in. And it turns out one of the dudes who ambushed me in the last attempt was his blood brother. And so my bodyguard betrays me on the spot... And so now I have to fight this giant dude that I called in because he was specifically going to fuck everything up. And this guy's already fucking me up. So I'm like, uh... so this is a loss. Mm. Man. Each time I die, these motherfuckers are leveling up, by the way, getting better, like even fucking tougher and shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, it took me fucking everything I had to try and stop these cunts, eh? Uh, this one cunt in particular, I had to go hunt down my bodyguard later. Um, 
it was rough but i i did it have you uh done any of the pit missions where you throw one of your followers into a pit oh, with yeah. another guy yeah yeah it's good it's <laughs> that's good stuff. that's um, quite uh it's a bit random that one it's it's odd um i like i like it as a method for leveling up your uh followers because you get like it, it's a good way to get lower level guys up to a point where they're actually useful again yeah um but yeah you just get fucked you definitely watch your guys just die and you are utterly (laughs) powerless to do anything a couple of times Uh, like some some of the matches where i'm like this is such an easy win this is such an easy like three levels for my guy and then uh curb stomped yeah, he just gets like fucking wrecked. I'm like, what the fuck I had is one, going on here? I had one guy that um I threw into a ring, and I must have been about three levels higher than him. Um, mm. but he had that ability where it's like a doppelganger effect, and he's he's got like four other guys that kind of show up that look like him. Um, right. I can't remember. I think what that's it's just his squad. I think it's just his no. Squad. It's like a it's 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 called like a diversion thing where like they all look the same it's supposed to throw you off right generally because you can't tell who's the real one um anyway he he uh, had this effect and he just fucking pummeled me because it was one versus five he pummeled my dude and i was like oh man fuck (laughs) that really pissed me off yeah um anyway learned my lesson not to do that anymore well it's yeah it is actually a really good way to like level your dudes up. So mm. I don't know you got to like weigh the positives and against the the negatives. I'm at level um, forty three or so now. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I've just been grinding levels because mm. I kept coming up against dudes in online conquests that I couldn't actually uh, like command to help me. Okay. Now, now when I do online conquest, everyone in the like everyone I online conquest against, they're all like twenty to thirty levels above me. Okay, like all of the orcs that I fight are twenty to thirty levels above me, no matter what. It's ridiculous, um, and so I have to like, so I I can't I can't steal any of them, but I also can't bring any of my orcs with me because they will die instantly. Like most of these dudes, two shot me at best like the 60 the level 60 dudes one shot me most of the time um and that's without modifiers like curse or anything or like heavy hitter or or anything like that these are just dudes these just the fucking their base level is to fuck me up so i just have to not get hit uh by any captain ever and i have to smack them down but i still do it because i actually really enjoy online conquest um, but that was that was like that was the system that was making me think that that there were like that loot boxes were like pay to win or like wrecking this game. But it's just not it's just not true. It's just not accurate. That's not the case. You don't have to have loot boxes and shit to like yeah play this to finish this game or anything it's, it's not necessary there's no grind you just have to play the fucking game like it's literally like all of all of the things that you do in the end game that's literally 
playing the game. And yeah, you, like it's it's sort of like imagine if there was a movie, uh, and it was like a movie's. Yeah, like the movie goes for 90 minutes and you play the first 30 minutes, second 30 minutes, third 30 minutes, and then it ends. And then they tack on like an extra 60 minutes. And the extra 60 minutes is just you enjoying the world of the movie for 60 minutes. It's like a Tarantino film. Yeah, <laughs> good one. Um, but yeah, basically, I mean, it's it's like that's... There's nothing to the end of this game, eh? Like it's it's just you doing shit at the end. Yeah, um, but that's kind of you, my feeling you with the basically game. Basically, finish it, right? Like you you complete the fucking story, and then then you just do kill an orc shit. Basically, like there's there's the stuff with Talion working his way towards you know defeating Sauron and stuff. But you've already got all the payoff, really. Mm. Like it's the the arc. I guess is done, right? And yeah, the end of the game hasn't technically come, but yeah, for all intents and purposes, you've completed the game uh, well before you have to do any of this shit. You just do this shit because you like killing orcs, which, to be honest, is why you played to that point in the first place. Because if you didn't like, like, if you didn't like killing orcs, you shouldn't have been playing Shadow of War in the first place. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I still, I still like it. I'm not going to play shitloads of it anymore. Uh, I'm not going to like work hard to finish, finish it. Um, I, the the more I think about it, the more I think like I would probably wait until it came on sale to to get it. Yeah, not because it's bad, but mostly because you don't want to pay too much more than you did for Shadow of Mordor. It is functionally very similar. It's better, definitely better. Uh, I don't think it's very like buggy or anything i don't think it has any particular like it's got some quibbles yeah. uh, like the fucking jumping off ledges shit still fucks me after however like 80 hours or whatever the fuck i still get fucked by that you don't like to roll but, against ledges no i don't like rolling yeah against the wall <laughs> i can't climb up for some stupid reason or some rolling in, into an invisible fucking wall off a ledge um yeah, like, it's it's still got some quibbles, but I think it's a good game. Like, actually a really engaging, fun game with a good combat system that makes you feel like a badass orcular. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's not, like, revolutionary. It's not, like... Yeah, it's not there's, there's not much substance there, right? It's pushing, kind of the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Oh. Which is kind of still, how I I'd, thought about it, yeah. I'd still... Uh, heartily recommend it and I'll probably play it later uh, today to be honest because I'm drunk and I feel like killing orcs but mm. yeah until we finish this and we're like hey PUBG PUBG and you're like yeah PUBG right. baby <laughs> oh well PUBG I mean yeah can't go wrong yeah speaking of PUBG um, uh, Mini Daisy what is this uh, Mini Daisy um, is this the legit name of the the game or Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. So I got an email from like uh, Bohemia and they're like, uh, we've got this new game out. It's called Mini Daisy. So they haven't finished Daisy yet, but they're like, hey, we've got a new game that's coming out. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing. 
that uh, that this is not by the same group who are making the full game, but uh, you know, it could it could go anyway, really. Um, you know, we got we got this mobile game out. Uh, maybe you'd like to play it. It's called Mini Daisy. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, sure, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, I'll check it out. Um, it's a mo. It, it is a mobile game. It's free. Um, it's got. It's like ad supported, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like top down. Uh, like I guess. Ah, uh, fuck. Like a SNES RPG style graphics. Yeah. Situation like, like original GTA. Uh, no, not that top down, like sort of top down, but with the side views. So you sort of like walk to the side and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. More, more like, you know, Final Fantasy or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. Like you're like wandering around and you can like move around this entire map. And, uh, it's about, I guess, surviving as long as possible. Um... Yeah, you like you wake up on a beach and you've got nothing and you gotta go and do Daisy related stuff. Um, I don't think it's great. Uh, it sort of illuminates some of the, like highlights some of the bigger problems with the concept of Daisy, like uh, I don't know how it sort of wound up becoming all about looting. But that's like, that's what, that's what this is. It's all about looting and it doesn't, I, I guess highlighting the bigger problems with Daisy isn't 100% accurate. It's more that it highlights the problems with like Bohemia's approach to Daisy because the game wasn't about looting. Like if you break down, break down a game to the, the, primary like appeal right and you see different things like break down diablo to its primary appeal and it's loot right it's looting right you're getting it's about getting that gear and improving essentially you know your ability to kill your dps by one point or two points or whatever you know but if you were to break down world of warcraft which functionally has similar elements right at the end of the day you are like you can play the game to chase that point two of a percent increase to your dps if you're a dps player obviously Mm -hmm. but the appeal of the core appeal of world of warcraft is not chasing loot it is sociability it's that social aspect right so if you break down PUBG, right you loot you go into a house and you loot and shit which is functionally similar to daisy but you're not chasing loot right because it's all contained within that 35 minute window that is an entire full game of daisy uh PUBG, right it's also not killing people. That's not what you're chasing in PUBG, or it's not what you're supposed to be chasing. That's not the core appeal. It might be for some people, but like generally, the core appeal of PUBG is not 
killing people even though it is an element of the game and it shares that with other first person shooters or shooters or whatever the fuck right the core appeal is the hide and seek and the winning a chicken dinner right and if we look at daisy right again looting killing people hide and seek shit but those three things are not the core appeal of daisy the core appeal is the social interaction and social interaction in that situation is not limited necessarily to anything in particular. It's not like World of Warcraft's social interaction, which is limited or like limited, I mean, in the broader sense, but is defined by in World of Warcraft, defined by your relationships with the people that you're talking to, like your guildmates. In DayZ, the social interaction is the conversations you have with people who may or may not be friendly or the mere act of interacting with a fucking bullet from 400 meters away with a person who doesn't even know you're there because it is still an interaction uh, and it is still between people, like multiple people, like... That, that interaction, that interaction in general, that interaction, that multiplayer interaction is the core of what drives the appeal of Daisy and the concept and uh, existence of mini Daisy, I guess, to me, uh, illuminates that they never really fucking got that. Because, yeah, it is, it's, it's about looting and it's about like combat is sort of autonomous, it happens. Like your dude will just bash it when he's in range and then you have to manage the aftermath, right? And it sort of breaks Daisy down to this game that is about losing and managing uh, health systems. And, yeah, I guess it just sort of misses the point of Daisy to me. It feels like they never really got it and... It's it's kind of cool, like, you've got items, like, I found, you know, a, a Mosin, and I found an SKS, and I found all this, this stuff that I remember from Daisy, and it's nice as a nostalgia trip, but it doesn't really bring anything of the game. It's not mini Daisy in any sense, except for the fact that, yeah, it, like, apes, it's it's mimic daisy it's not mini daisy it's like a fucking it's a knockoff daisy or some shit like a mobile knockoff daisy but it's published by bohemia i don't like hate it i don't hate it um it's better than any other fucking mobile game i'm playing at the moment but yeah yeah just like i don't know I'm a fucking I'm a goofball for fucking Daisy, you know. Like we, I was so into Daisy at one point that, like, I was like PUBG's PUBG these days levels into Daisy, right? Like, I think we might have even done like a couple of episodes of a fucking Daisy podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, I was super for Daisy, so I have expectations. You use that name, right? And I have expectations. Mm-hmm. I imagine it would be like what you would be like if they made like a bad Spider-Man movie, except you are completely uncritical about the entire franchise. So, well, I haven't made yeah. one yet. So, 
They've made multiple. They've made so many bad Spider-Man. Which multiple? Multiple. Amazing Spider-Man one. Amazing Spider-Man two. Those are great. Those are great. Awful. Awful. Fantastic. Awful. Awful. Better than better than Batman and Robin. Yeah, I didn't say they never. You're thinking of it. Batman. You're thinking of it. You're like, I fuck, never fucking Batman was amazing. Oh. No, but Batman, like, on, like, net, uh, is better than fucking Spider Man's ever been. Now Batman's you're just crazy got, talking. Batman's got better movies than Spider Man's ever had. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he sure. does, though. He does. He does. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. He does. Sure. Like, multiple. Like, outnumbered even yeah George Clooney Batman's amazing he's got stinkers as well but that's like what about Italian Spider-Man face that's that's fantastic that one and what about um what about, what about for Amazing Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man it was good Amazing Spider-Man too. oh yeah. yeah the crane sequence it's all good oh people of New York line up your cranes so I can swing yeah Just that's catch- what they did Catch a cab, you idiot. He, he's bleeding everywhere. He can't catch a cab. It cost him like 200 bucks to get cleaned. Uh, what's he just take it from Uncle Ben? He, he, well, he, he's not around yeah. anymore. I'm not sure if you know this. <laughs> Uncle Ben died. Oh, no, yeah. I watched, I watched the latest. Let's uh, go back to flashback. I watched the last Sp- Spider-Man and, and I didn't even go into it. So I, <laughs> David I'm, I'm Spider-Man. Sure. David Spider Man. <laughs> I would watch. I would actually watch that. Yeah. As long as fucking what's his Patrick Warburton as Kronk was in it, <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Talk about the Evil Within two. Evil Within two. Have you played the original at all, or did you play the original at all? Uh yeah, I played the original a little bit. Hang on, I'm gonna sound weird for a minute. I'm getting a whiskey. Oh shit. Yeah. It's some good stuff. It's Cavalance. It's stuff I got from Taiwan. This is how it starts. It's, uh, they gave me this special 50 mil bottle. 50 mil bottle. This sounds very small. It is. It's like a shot, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Oh, it smells so good. Um, <laughs> they gave me this... It's it's like their it's their award winning stuff. Did I, I told you last week about how I did like a blind test? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I picked the the best stuff blind. Hmm. Probably that's probably it's not like not a testament to my palate. <laughs> it's a testament to how good this fucking whiskey is. Or did she uh, pretend like oh you've picked the most expensive one? What a coincidence! No, no, that. No, that was the that was the thing because I fully expected I was going to blind pick the most expensive one like a fucking moron, right? Like this this was a scam, but I didn't. I picked like the award winning one that also happened to be like fucking nearly like sixty bucks cheaper than their most expensive bullshit, oh. uh, like sixty percent cheaper even. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I saying? So anyway, they. She, they love me. They love me so much, and in, and they gave me this this little this taster bottle as well, a fifty yeah. mil, like a airport, a mini bar bottle. And I drink it. it smells so good. Oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, um, so I didn't play the evil with one. I, I went to, and then um, 
I heard such mixed things. Mm. Such mixed things. And I was like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to do like a fucking scary scary game where I hate it. And then I watched some video. Watched some video and it looked like it was a lot of that um walking. Yeah, you know how slow I, walking, I, yeah. I hate slow walking video games. Nothing drives me crazier than slow walking in video games. Um, so, yeah. I decided not to play it. How much slow walking is in The Evil Within 2? A lot. It's, it's pretty A slow. A lot. Walking. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um, so, The Evil Within 2 or The Evil Within series is uh, from Shinji Mikami, the guy that did the Resident Evil series. Uh, so, a lot of like. Um, like classic horror type genre games that we're looking at here. Um, I didn't play too much of the original, played a little bit. I couldn't really get into it. It's, it's pretty, um, yeah, it's pretty like old school, very slow paced. Um, you know, you got to conserve your ammo type shooting sort of thing and weird, crazy horror elements to it. Um, I guess it got reviewed okay, or it got received pretty well. Um, and for some reason they gave the second game a shot. I think, or I I guess we've talked about this. We believe that it was some sort of contract agreement that they were getting two or two or three games out of this. Cause to me, it doesn't make too much sense as to why there's a second game. Um, It's gotta be a contract deal. Yeah. Right. Like, like it didn't do great in terms of sales and that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, you know, you've got a big, big name behind it, like Shinji Mikami. So that kind of maybe makes sense as to why there's a second game to it. Um, mm. I don't know if there will be a third game to this because of the the sale numbers that have come out recently, uh, it's sold about fifteen percent of the last game. So sales haven't been very good from what we've heard so far. Um, but in saying that, it's it's a pretty fun game. Like it, it's pretty good. It does some it does some really cool things. But at the same time, it is like it's nothing blockbuster and like really out there and crazy. It's just pretty like it's a decent game. It's fun to play. Um, yep. You like you look at games that we played this year, Resident Evil, like a horror genre game that is. Um, that, that really tried something new with going to like the first person perspective and sort of trying to put a bit of a spin on that genre. Um, I think that that did a much better job of sort of looking at that genre and, and reinventing it a little bit. Um, not, like we've seen games like the machine for pigs and um, what was the, the one before that? Uh uh, just amnesia amnesia yeah so like these first person really horror as like element games where you're not doing really much shooting you're just kind of exploring and running away from the horror elements um whereas resident evil and the evil within it does have that sort of stuff in there but you're taking them on uh you're shooting them and and blowing them up and that sort of stuff as opposed to just running away and trying to get a you know, not look at the the scary things that are chasing you. Um, so, yeah, in in that aspect, it's still like a fun game. I'm 
I'm about 15 to 16 hours in, really enjoying it. Um, the premise of it is a bit like crazy and convoluted. It's kind of out there. It sort of takes place after the events of the original where you're playing uh, a detective uh, named uh, Sebastian who is kind of really is going through these events from the original game where he's gone through this um, like insane asylum and worked through whatever the fuck happened there. Not too sure I didn't play much of it, but it doesn't seem like there's too much that's kind of tied to that. Like, you don't need to know a lot of it going in. It sort of just keeps on rolling through. Um, but he's basically trying to find out what happened to his daughter. He, as far as he's aware, his daughter died in a, in a, in a fire at his house a long time ago. Um, he gets some information that that might not be true. And that kind of sort of, uh, kicks off these events of this game. Um, he sort of teams up with his ex-partner that is tied up with this big corporation that has some um, some ties to the original game. And then it sort of just ste- starts to steamroll from there and things get really hectic and weird. There's like this strange simulation thing that is going on that he, he gets into and that sort of transport him to this other world called... Well, this other town called Union and... Um, there's like this other corporation called Mobius that's kind of in charge. It's very similar in tone to like the Resident Evil stuff. It's got those same yeah. sort of beats to it, but they sort of like switched up the names and um, yeah. and that sort of stuff. So you've got your like, they're not zombies, but they're kind of undead creatures, like stuff like that. And there's all these weird, um, you know, you've got to kind of shoot them in the head a couple of times and they sort of blow up and then die, whatever. Um but yeah, it's I'm enjoying it for the most part. There's um, the it's kind of split up into the main part of it is sort of split up into like a hub world, um, where you kind of go out and you start, and there are main missions and there are side missions and there's collectibles, um, and you you pretty much the first sort of hub area is this little town, and uh, you sort of go out there and start exploring this area. And there's these creatures and monsters throughout that you have to kind of take care of. And as you do, you sort of, you, you grab these, this goo from them. And this goo kind of is what levels you up and kind of makes you a better, um, you know, more adapt for situations and leveling up your character and that sort of thing. So as you're doing that, you, uh, you, you're trying to get through all these, like to the end of the, the town and make your way through this main story. But at the same time, it's like kind of littered with all these different creatures you got to work through and, and get between. Um, and the good thing about that is that they don't actually respawn at all. So you're not having to sort of worry about um, killing something and then coming back 10 minutes later and then, oh shit, I've just cleared out this entire area. They're fucking back again. Kind of, I didn't really like that in Shadow of Mortar. Like, being satisfied of, oh, I've cleared it, I've cleared out this entire town. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. And then two minutes later, them spawning like in front of your eyes and, and having that satisfaction of like, oh, I've done so fucking well, like just reversed on you. Um, so I really like that aspect of this game of like, once you've killed everything, they're fucking gone. They're not coming back at all. Um, yeah. which is, which is a lot of fun because it means that it's, like you're being rewarded for taking your time and doing things as opposed to just 
you know, you've done it and, oh, well, fuck you. Then are back now. They're, here they come. Um, but makes it a bit more challenging as well because you've really got to think about approaching certain situations and making sure that you do sort of take care of things in the right order and you're not taking um, too much damage or you're not too, taking too much ammo uh, to sort of dispose of these enemies because ammo is quite scarce and it's a survival horror game so you've got to manage all your resources and make sure that you know you're not wasting all this ammunition or uh, healing supplies that sort of stuff on just generic shit um, so yeah I really appreciate that it's kind of you know, you're kind of rewarded for working your way through and taking your time at doing all this stuff. Um, but otherwise, like, you sort of... So you start exploring this area and it is pretty fucking creepy to begin with. Like, you don't really know what's going on. You sort of start and there's all these enemies around. You're not really sure, uh, like, what's going on. And <laughs> it's quite scary to begin with. And I found myself really taking my time with the the game at the start. I would go kill four things, run back to my safe house, save the game, and then go venture out again and sort of see what <laughs> what else is kind of going on in, in another part of town. And um, and then just sort of keep, like that cycle kind of persisted through my first at least six or seven hours into the game because I was just so scared of dying and what would happen if I died, like, type type thing. Um, yeah. And it does a really cool thing of, like, you're kind of... You're always picking up these signals throughout the world and you've got to go investigate them. Um, and you get... Sometimes they're supplies or they're upgrades. Um, sometimes they're, like, side story beats that kind of give you a bit more information of sort of what's going on in this world. Um but just kind of like exploring houses and going through them and sort of getting an idea of what this world is kind of all about and what it's trying to tell is really interesting. Um, there's some really interesting mechanics that they try to do with, uh, I, I would point it more towards like alien isolation with the, um, with the xenomorph and sort of having this hunter creature sort of follow you follow you around and be stalking you all the time they try and do something similar with that uh in the evil within too but it i don't think they pull it off as well um there's like this frozen ghost lady that kind of stalks you around the map she at certain beats throughout the game she'll pop up um you know which is part of the story but other times she'll just show up randomly throughout the level and the issue with that is it doesn't really, like, give you any reason to engage her or try and sort of work around her because the levels are so open. In um, in Alien Isolation, you kind of had to stealth past this creature, right? You, you had to figure out the best approach to getting to your next destination because um, you really didn't have any other way around it. It was kind of like, all right, I'm... I'm being stalked by this creature. I need to get from point A to point B. And it's it's here. It's like, I can't do much about it. Whereas um, in The Evil Within, because you're in such an open world, you can kind of just turn around and walk away. And once you do that, uh, it, it it's on some sort of time basis or um, maybe 
it depends on distance or something like that. But once you get far enough away from it, it kind of just disappears and off it goes. And that's pretty much it. Um, it, it that, 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 uh, encounter of the ghost kind of just phases out and you're done with that bit. So that's, um, something that's kind of disappointing because they don't really make use of that function. Like, it's scary the first like one or two times that it happens, but once you figure out the gimmick behind it, like how it works and what you need to do to avoid it, it's it really um, it really shows how sort of shallow that system is and how it doesn't really um, it doesn't really add anything to the game apart from so sort of glass shattering. Yes, yeah, like the first time you, or second time you see, you're like, oh shit, this is really scary. What the fuck am I gonna do? And it's just like, well, I can turn away and walk around the corner. Because um, you're not locked into an environment like in Alien Isolation, right? You're not stuck in a bunch of car- corridors. You're, yeah. in this case, you're in a, a town. So you just turn around and off you go. Because it was really interesting. Nate and I were playing at the same time. Um, we started playing around the same time and we were messaging each other, trying to work out what's going on. Like, have you seen the frozen ghost lady? Yeah. Like, what do you do? And we sort of, we started working through it together. Like, oh, she doesn't really add anything to it. Like after the first couple of times you see her, um, apart from the sort of scripted moments that she brings into it. So yeah, I, I feel like they could have done more with that, which is a bit disappointing. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I, I enjoy the, that, these like hub areas that they're kind of getting you to investigate and clear out. Um, that stuff is really cool. The, um, the leveling up mechanics are, you know, pretty fun. You kind of, there's like athleticism, uh, stealth combat. Um, did I say health? Yeah. Health. Uh, there's like a bunch of different areas you can kind of level up and, um, it kind of makes, you know, depending on where you want to, focus your points onto you know uh, like f- to start with i kind of put my points into stealth and then from there i went to combat um and then from there i went to sort of like health stamina type things it it's really dependent on how to like your style of play that you want to go into but um there's some cool stuff that you can kind of stick points into um so yeah it's it's a pretty fun game like there's I don't think it does anything like that reinvents the horror genre or that does anything crazy. Um, I do think it's a better game than Evil Within 1. But um, at the same time, it's not doing anything that's like, holy shit, I've not seen anything like this before. It's it's pretty, you know, beat for beat stuff that we've seen before. It just does it yeah. well in some aspects. And other parts is like, oh, that's not very good. Like the AI is not great. Um, the... AI is, you know, pretty dumb. You can kind of attract an AI and then, uh, so there's like two, two or three stages to an AI. You can, you stealth it, which is it can't see you. There's one where it's, it's kind of, uh, it's aware of you. It's looking for you. So I guess if they can hear your footsteps or they get a glimpse of you, then they're in that mode. And then there's like the third mode where they're like, they can fucking see you. They're coming after you. Um, in the third mode, I found that once you run, 10 20 meters in the wrong direction they generally stop chasing you within five seconds so you can pretty much game that part of it um and in doing that it allows you to hide behind corners and stealth kill 
uh, these enemies that are kind of looking for you and you can just stab them in the face. So there's a lot of ways that you can sort of go about getting rid of these guys by just kiting them and that sort of thing, um, which I don't think is, you know, I feel like they should be menacing and yeah. you shouldn't really know. Like they should keep chasing you as far as I'm concerned or or something like that. You should It should allow you to at least... Um, break line of sight that feels like it's um you know far away as opposed to just run around the corner and then like oh shit i don't know where they went that sort of stuff uh but at the same time they do interesting things with the stealth elements but like when they're on the patrol rather than just looking in one direction they kind of swivel their head around and look behind them sometimes i'll just abruptly turn around and you know, look behind them and then look back the way they were facing and then look to the left, look to the right. Like, they're not statically looking in the direction they're facing, which I think is really cool. It means yeah, you've kind cool. of got to be aware and, and sort of approach them at the right direction. Uh, and they do that with the shooting as well. So, if you're if they're attacking you, um, you just don't have free range of headshots all the time because they're always dodging and weaving. Their body movement isn't kind of stationary they're they're sort of limbering around and it's kind of hard to shoot them in the head all the time um so i i'm i'm finding that i'm running low on ammo uh at the stage of the game that i'm at because it's taken quite a few hits to get these guys down like you want to aim for headshots but it's that risk reward thing where if you don't hit them you've just wasted an entire bullet um yeah that that type of stuff so yeah, it's it's um from from what I hear from Nate on the PC, it's fairly easy. He's not having any issues at all because yeah, obviously he's aiming with a mouse and keyboard. It's a, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but it it's got some really cool stuff with like the art style and the like the aesthetic of it, how it feels, um, just kind of the this like the elements of the horror that it's going for is really interesting and unique. Um, so I'm liking mm. that sort of stuff, but yeah, at the same time, it's I'm not finding that it's done anything different and like holy shit, this is kind of you know I've not seen anything like this before. It's just it's a solid game. It's fun. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I stand at it. I I don't think it's better than Resident Evil. I I really liked the first three quarters of Resident Evil. I thought it was a really fun game. Seven. Yeah. Resident Evil 7, yeah. Uh, yeah so, this, this year's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought that that did a really good job of setting up. Uh, had a really strong opening, and it kind of sort of pivoted it, pit it out towards the end of it. And that's how I'm starting to feel about this game. Once you understand, like, the gimmick behind it, it's kind of easy to sink through the game, and it no longer becomes a horror game. It becomes an action game. Um which is, I think it's hard to kind of balance, right? Because you want it to be a, you want it to be scary all the time, but, but once you get used to that aspect of it, it no longer becomes scary. It's yeah. like you, you kind of get desensitized, desensitized behind like what's going on. Um, it's kind of hard to keep up that, that pace. So uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it's kind of difficult. You either make a really short game that is 10, seven hours long or you go for a full length game that you know some people like 15 to 20 hours and Mm. you run the risk of it having 
um, you know, your players be like, all right, I'm used to all this now because I've been playing it for 15 hours. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of hard. Um, but yeah, I, I dig it. I, I really enjoy it. It's um, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. Um, I don't know if there'll be a third game. I don't think there will be, judging by the sales response. But I think that if it does drop on sale at some stage or if you're kind of into the horror elements and horror games, then it's definitely one to check out. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it does have a bit of jank in some places with, with like your, your AI stuff and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, it, it's still fun. I enjoy it. I dig it. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you like, I don't know, like the way Nate's described it to me is that it is these really boring bits hmm. interspliced with these like really good engaging bits. Is that how you describe it as well? Or? Yeah. So what it does is it's got these like hub worlds that you talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were saying. But they, they also intertwine like these, uh, these underground like basement tunnel things that like the worlds are connected with and that's how you travel between each hub area um so you sort of have these hub areas but you got these underground bits and then on top of that sort of like the boss areas as well um and those bits that aren't part of the hub world are sort of uh these like corridor um working from place to place you're not really given free roam of the area um, mm. And that's kind of where it starts to slow down a bit, a little bit. Be- I guess that's because it feels like you're not in control anymore, um, and you're just sort of moving from room to room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It, it's there's yeah, there's things about it like it's like oh that that stuff is really cool, but the bots like some of the boss fights are kind of dumb and. <laughs> not that interesting like there's one where you're fighting a some sort of creature that has a camera for a head um and right. all you all you basically do in that fight is run around and every time it tries to um you're fighting against the clock so you need to defend this area for 90 seconds um and the camera boss man can stop the clock for you uh, and the yep. way you start that clock back up again is you just shoot in the face that's pretty much all you need to do. You literally run around the circle for 90 seconds and then every time the clock stops, you turn around and shoot in the face. And, like, it's not that great. Like, I haven't had a unique boss fight. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty That's pretty cool. You're pretty much just shooting stuff in the face all the time. Um, nothing too exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's just one of those games where you, like, you play the first... Man, like, that first area that you get into and it's like, this is the hub world. I spent easily six or seven hours in that area because yeah. I was just exploring every single like part of that map um, clearing out I cleared out everything I could kill before I went and did the main mission just for seven hours I didn't do the main mission for seven hours that's how hmm. like engrossed I was in that just entire area and then once I went and cleared everything out I did the main mission it respawned a bunch of shit like that but that was part of the mission um, yeah so that was cool. Then I went and did all the other shit that respawned. And then I went back on and did the side missions. And um, yeah, I just, I was so engrossed in what was going on in that, like that area 
that I thought, holy fuck, I'm gonna have, this game's going to take me forever to finish. Because um, <laughs> I was thinking, how many... If there's like four or five of these hub worlds, how long is this game going to take me to go through? But I think there's only like three or four. So, um, And they're nowhere near as big as that first one. I think they spent all their money on that first area and right. uh, sort of went from there and, and kept going. But yeah, that first area is really good. And like Nate and I were blown away by that part. It was it was great. Yeah. Mm. I dig it. Um, I'm definitely going to finish it. I'm going to finish it today. And then I'm going to get on South Park, which is tonight. So Totally. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of those games where it's... If you're into that genre, it, it's definitely one to check out. I think it's pretty good. Um, but at the same time, it's not going to... It's not going to blow you away. It's not doing anything unique or different. It's just a solid, you know, solid Resident Evil type spin-off game yeah. from the creator of that series. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's got cats yeah, in okay. it. There's a cat in it. Oh, that's why you like it. Yeah, pretty much. It's all starting to make sense now. Yep. Man, you love cats. Mm. Uh, what else we got? Cool. What else do we got? Uh, PUBG. Sure. Or NBA. Uh, let's do PUBG. All right, PUBG. Quickly. What do we got? We killed a fucking hacker is what happened. Yep. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we landed Pachinki. We landed Pachinki. And we could see this dude. We we picked this shit like real early. Like, like five early. minutes in, I was like, uh, yeah. guys, this name doesn't look right. And he's got like a bunch of kills. Like I'd been sort of tracking it as well. I'd say like, you gotta, you gotta be careful. Cause it's very possible to land at the school and get like, it, a it bunch is of kills, totally yeah. possible. Yeah. To land at the school and wind up with like fucking 10 kills inside the first 10 minutes. Yeah. It totally happens, especially if you can get, like, if you get your fucking hands on, like, the uh, Sega or a double barrel and enough time, like, a double barrel and a bunch of shit cunts, like, yeah, it happens, right? But I didn't want, yeah, so I didn't want to, like, jump on it too early, but yeah, no, Luke pointed out, like, the, the, the key to this was that literally every kill he got was a headshot. Like every single one, not even like, not even ninety percent of them. One hundred percent of these kills, this dude's getting is headshots, nonstop, and so it's like, oh yeah, okay. Keep an eye, keep an eye on it. We're in Pachinki. We're hearing these shots, and it's like Car ninety eight headshot. This dude's name is like six 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 some shit, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like he's mashed his keyboard, and that's the number he came up with. Yeah, and. uh yeah, we're seeing it up and up again. We've already had a couple of games against some, like, sus-ass bullshit. And yeah, we've so had a good was, week, like, of shit. Yeah, just, like, shit cunts doing horse shit, like, lag switching or, like, queuing in from fucking China with fucking 300 pings and shit. And you can tell, like, we have seen some shit. We're not really in the mood for it, but we're... we're on it anyway we're doing it anyway we're doing what we can and um yeah we're in pachinki um the circle sort of closes in 
like the first circle allows us to stay in Pachinki, finish off uh, Pachinki, but it wraps up basically on the northern edge. Like the circle is on the northern edge of Pachinki itself uh, is where it ends. So we definitely have to leave Pachinki. Hmm. And uh, it's centered over that little building right next to the, the Western Bridge uh, on Erangel. And... Um, yeah, we're like, okay, cool. So we're gonna leave. We we've got to leave. Um, as like you know, a, a couple of crews roll into Pachinki just because. I guess I don't know. I would never do it. One one hundred percent. I personally would never roll into Pachinki late unless it was where the fucking circle was gonna wind up. Yeah. Like, and even then, like, I'd prefer to go to the fucking barns outside or something like that unless I'm certain. The circle is ending in Pachinki. I'm not going in Pachinki late. You're just asking for trouble. Exactly, right? Like, people have been there. You're not getting good loot. Uh, And, yeah, you're you're running into people who know you're coming and they've got, like, they've got all the advantages, right? Um, But, yeah, I don't know. People do it anyway. People do it all the time. So, yeah, two groups roll into Pachinki, we take a couple of potties. We kill one of them. We kill one dude, uh, not the whole squad, just one one group. They're in the middle of a war with the other group anyway. They're not really focused on us, but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we take, like, he just, he takes cover and <laughs> all four of us have just the freest shot on this dude. And it's like, well, I mean what else are we going to do? Like, not like personally, most of the time, I don't want to, I don't want to open fire unless I'm certain I can like kill him. Yeah. Definitely kill him. This dude is a 100% kill. Like we are, he's 100% downed and 100% killed. And like a single one of us, he's, he's that, but all four of us have shots on him. So it's like, yeah, let's do it. We all fucking... Everyone opens up. He's dead in microseconds. He's fucking... He probably never even realizes what happened. He's just... He's got the dead screen up before he's even fucking worked it out. Um, Yeah. So, after that, though, we get, like, teed up a little. I cover us. They're, like, this group... One of the... The group of the dude that we killed, he's up at the church. Uh... So I sort of cover us while we get to the car. We get a car in the car hole at Pachinki and we get the fuck out of Pachinki and we know for a fact, like the circle keeps circling in on us. Like that's why you go to the center of the circle, right? The center, you go to the center of the circle because statistically speaking, the circle is going to end at least near you, right? You won't, you've got less to travel, but, it's also statistically speaking going to end on you a bunch of the time and uh in this situation the the circle ended on us and uh yeah this is like the third circle i think Hmm. uh and there's i think 30 people left or some shit because this hacker dude has been fucking pinging around the map literally just headshotting everyone non-stop uh, we know he like, and the circle keeps coming in. We know where he is. He's sort of at the yellow houses, east of our location, so east of the Western Bridge. If 
that makes sense. East of the lighthouse there. Because um, we can hear him. And, <laughs> yeah, we can hear him shooting. Like, every single time he takes a shot. Car 98, headshot, this 666 dickhead. Killed such and such. Killed such and such. Squad killed. Like, finally killed. And it's like, okay, you're... A f- what a fucking dickhole. Um, so we can see we can see he's coming. We know he has to come in this direction. And uh, we just wait him out. We wait him out. Um, and he just keeps killing people, which sucks. Because that, those are like, that is, that's a challenge you want to have with other people, right? Like, that's a conflict you want to have with others. Not this guy has on his own, despite your presence. But, um so it does suck, but yeah, it like it it's happening, and we're just sort of waiting. We we have like we have no real way to do anything about it because he is hacking. He's got pinpoint accuracy from wherever the fuck he wants to be, uh, and we just have to wait for him to make a mistake. Um, so we're waiting, and we wait out the circle, and eventually he decides to move uh, from the shotgun shack that he's hiding in. Like we we spot him, or you guys spot him. And uh, at a shit gun shack uh, north of the bridge, not that far, like 100 meters from the bridge. We're waiting it out. This dude, um, this other guy rolls in from Mill Base Island uh, on a bike and tries to take him on and gets teed up. And that sucks. He's solo, so he dies immediately. So this hacker dude decides to go and try to loot uh, the guy just showed up and while he's running across, um, we, we like call it, we fucking all four of us spring up from our position. Oh, sorry. I should point out while, <laughs> while we're hiding he's in full cover, in full fucking cover behind walls, like literally nobody is like, we're all prone on the ground. There's no way he could possibly have an angle on any of us, let alone, like, he shouldn't He shouldn't even know we're there because nobody's, none of us is shot. We haven't left any fucking sign that we're there, right? Yeah. He shouldn't even know we're there. But uh, forget that. We're in full cover, and he is, while he's trying to shoot the dude who came over on the fucking bike, while he's trying to shoot him, he's pinging into the wall, like right where we are. Yeah, he's shooting at me. This shit <laughs> fuck with his aimbot bullshit, his toggle aimbot horse shit is so fucking garbage at video games. That he can't even fucking cheat properly. And so he's fucking toggling onto fucking Luke to try and headshot Luke while Luke's behind a fucking wall. <laughs> For the last oh five my minutes. God, <laughs> fucking hopeless cunt. Anyway, so uh, we know, we know, we know what's coming, right? But we all pop up at the same time and, like, no surprises, he puts me down, but he's so busy switching fucking targets. No, so- he couldn't. He was, he, was try- he was trying to. He, he was trying. To land he, any shots he couldn't. That's why I didn't come out because I, I kept hearing him hitting the wall. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll just stay behind the wall while he's shooting at me. <laughs> yeah. But he switched He switched to me because I was actually hitting him. Yeah. Um, when we, when all four of us popped up, I mean, um, when all four of us popped up, he actually gets me down, but the the other three, you, Drew, and, uh, who's our fourth? Uh, Seb. Seb. Yeah. Fjorn. Uh, yeah. The other three get him down, like, and finish him off. Uh, and yeah, they get like, you guys get me back up. 
he was like his aimbot was wigging out trying to fucking switch between targets because he's also like not only is he fucking shit enough to have to fucking cheat like a fucking penis he uh he can't even fucking do it correctly he couldn't figure oh out the switch for his AR fucking cunt um so we kill him and uh that and then we killed his mate who went over to loot him like a fucking moron moron cause like like yeah cause being able to hack your way to victory doesn't mean you've got any fucking idea how to fucking play or any idea what positioning means. So he runs off into a fucking open field. His mate runs into a field mm. to get his loot. He gets murdered as well. Fucking perfect. And it's just eight left. And we don't really know. I love this. I love <laughs> this ending so much. We don't really know where anyone is. We know we had to go into the gas station that's just north of the bridge there. We don't we have we to. Had, we could we could have we stayed have where to. we were. Yeah. That no, we couldn't we couldn't stay. Because oh, really? the circle ended uh yeah. The circle pushed us out of the building. We had to leave the building. We one hundred percent had to leave the building. Uh but we we like we didn't have to go into the gas station. Uh but if we were gonna be in cover we had to be pretty close to it. And um yeah. We were, like, we must have been, we were so focused on this hacker, right? We knew he was coming from the east, and so we weren't watching any other direction. And so we must have debated, like, for a full 60 seconds whether or not we we should go to the fucking uh, gas Gas station. Because we didn't know if anyone was there yet. We didn't, we didn't know. We weren't sure if there was anyone. I'm, like, sitting there, standing there, like, looking through the windows, trying to see if there's anyone in the gas station. I'm like... (laughs) I'm sure they 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 peak right. They they would have a peak. They they'd show something. We'd be able to see some sign if they're in the gas station. I so my gut is like we should go. We should go to the gas station. We'll just go like we'll ball in. We'll see see if there's anyone there. Uh, like personally, my like actual like personal gut feeling was that there was probably two people there. And as a four stack, we could probably do them, right? Mm. Anyway, so I'm, I'm like, we're, we're having this argument as to whether or not we should go there. And uh, <laughs> while we're talking it through, like fucking six bullets slam into the wall inches next to my fucking head. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, so we work it out, but they're not at the gas station. They're two hour west on a hill somewhere. Yeah, it's actually like a really 20 good meters. Spot. <laughs> Yeah, like really fucking close. It's a spectacular spot because they've got that hill cover and they've got the ability to to really like to go around the the ex- like the full extent of that hill. Uh, they can keep cover, like stay in cover for that full fucking area, and they can really fuck us up. Like it's it's rough. It is proper rough, but. They're not in the gas station. The gas station's full cover. So I'm like, let's go to the gas station. We fucking, we book it. We get in the fucking car. We drive over, like, the car that we drove over um, to our house in. And we, like, book it over to the fucking gas station. We cop a couple of shots. Nobody gets hurt. Uh, We get in cover. And we start firing back at them. Uh, The circle winds up closing in. uh, And they're pushed sort of in our direction and the next circle has like none of us they're not in we're not in it's actually a pretty good like it's one of those circles where like it's actually it's anyone's game it's properly anyone's game uh and there was nobody at the gas station which means it 
basically like there's nobody at the gas station which means there's nobody north because if you were north you would go to the gas station uh if you were east you would have been killed by the hacker who was auto killing everyone which means uh if you were south you would have been with us where we were uh and you would have <laughs> shot us when we got in the fucking car which means it has to be a four stack to the west it has like this last group has to be a four stack where a four stack and there's eight people left, which means it has to be a four stack left. And uh, yeah, so we, we, we're like, we're certain. It's like, we've definitely got second, but we're going to go first. And <laughs> as the circle's like closing in, I ping down and one of them is our mate, Morkai, uh, which I was thrilled to see because uh, yeah you, you I don't know you you rarely encounter mates in games uh, well in this game unless you're actively playing with them uh, even when we like queue into the same server uh, because we're specifically not teaming and we're all like pretty vigilant about never teaming um, like even when that happens even when we're fucking that game we had where we were like 50 meters away from, from you, each other yeah, <laughs> yeah. We you, still you never didn't know. actually yeah. fucking encounter one another. Um, I think we've had one yeah. game where that's happened, where we actually shot each yeah, other. Yeah, literally one where we, me and Drew and Baz. the crew roll, rolled in, yeah, uh, rolled in hard on you guys by 100% coincidence, and you guys killed us. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, you rarely see it, see it, and, yeah, so I was stoked that not only was it four, it was a four stack it was a team we knew and I'm gonna be honest I was pretty sure we could beat them <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty sure we could beat them and then Fiara went down and then Drew went down and I it was, was like so oh god not as confident <laughs> that we could beat them um because yeah we we so we got Morka down real early and he dropped down outside of the circle so it was as far as I could tell it was three, three before four. Yeah. and then yeah uh Seb and Drew went down. I'm like, oh fuck, it's 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 three on two now. But I got him back up, so it didn't fucking matter. And uh, yeah, we we just we got actually. I think we got a little bit blessed by the circle. But the other thing was that you jumped in the car that we drove over and went over on a fucking murder spree. <laughs> I was like, I'll just draw their fire, and you guys shoot them while I'm distracting them. <laughs> yeah. But what actually happened was... Did you, did you get the last kill? I, I, never I, I downed one of them, but somebody else finished the right. second boss. So I was shooting they at them. They were trying but... to take cover from you. Yeah. They were trying to... Because you drove your car over to the ship. Like, literally up to them. Yeah. Yeah. And you downed one of them, and uh, the other one was trying to take cover from you, which put him in full view of the other two, of Seven Drew. And so down they went. Classic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was um, it was a good game. Yeah, and they they jumped into our Steam uh, our uh, Gap uh, Gap yeah. channel. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, they were, yeah, not. Uh, I don't know. They they were cool about it. Uh, yeah, they were they, cool they didn't know what was coming. I think. <laughs> uh, they thought we had been doing all the kills because they were also surprised to see so few people left alive near the end. Uh, but yeah, they um, yeah because I think they said they saw our names pop up at some stage. They saw our they, names. They thought it was us killing everybody. We got those kills in Pachinki, but um, yeah, 
they, so they must have spotted us then. They were in the fishing village the whole time. They didn't uh, have to move at all. Nobody showed up. Yeah, um, yeah. So when, yeah, they didn't. I guess they didn't see that or didn't watch out for the hacker. We were hyper vigilant for the hacker. We were prepared. But, uh, we were prepared in Pachinki. Cool. We had stats well, ready for Pachinki. Yeah. What were we gonna do? Yes, we. Because I was like, uh, look, this is the only the only way we kill it is we all fucking shoot the dude at once. All go at once. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, we got it. And uh, yeah, we got the chicken down. The fucking, I, I'm going to be 1,000% honest, killing the hacker felt as good as the chicken dinner to me. Mm. Like, I was so happy. I love killing hackers in games. How shit do you have to be to not even have to, you literally just have to be able to fucking move with WASD, <laughs> you fucking hopeless fucking cunt. And you can't even do that. You still fucking, oh my lord. Yeah, I don't know. Hackers team me up. Um, I guess, like, we're having a bit of a discussion about why a person wouldn't hack. Do you, like, why do you think a person hacks? Why? Uh, I don't know. The enjoyment of ruining the game for other people? Well, I don't know. It's got to be about ruining games for other people, right? Or, or just. Like, it, it, can't, it can't be about the uh, satisfaction of winning, right? It could be. Maybe they just think they're winning. It's hollow. It's how warped does your sense have to be to count that as an actual victory, though? Yeah. Like, you know you installed the hack. You know you engaged the aimbot. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. No. Um, um, but at the same time, we've had some, like, I, I'm feeling like we're starting to have some issues with people overseas playing in a lot of our servers. Yeah, definitely. Um, particularly the last two weeks has been... It, it, I, I've noticed it a lot. Um, and I think it, it is starting to become a problem. Uh, particularly because the game does, I guess, factor into account latency and it gives an advantage to low... Sorry, higher ping players. Um, like, we put a video up or two videos up of some complete horse shit that we had in some games. Yeah. Of... Like in one in particular of me getting shot through a rock, and there was le- like nothing I could do about it. Um, so just like stuff like that is is just for you to play thirty minutes of a game and it come down to something like that is pretty annoying. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. like pretty fucking frustrating. In a game like I don't know, let's Rainbow Six Siege or Counter Strike, whatever. It's a short game. You can if you can see that their fucking ping is trash you can just leave the server it's two minutes of your time wasted five minutes of your time wasted as opposed to 35 minutes of your time going past and it coming down to some guy shooting you through a wall that or through cover that is that's when it kind of like oh that's fucking terrible um yeah so yeah i am i'm getting pretty upset about that sort of stuff lately i i do think something needs to be done about it and i don't know how they fix it um because there are like there are factors of people wanting to play with their phones overseas and I think that while that is something that is a realistic thing that does happen maybe that does need to be a compromise that needs to be thought about um, if it does fix a majority of those problems so like I don't know where you draw that line um, it's, it's a bit strange 
Or just fucking yeah. lock, lock that specific region to that server. <laughs> like, it just seems to be one region that's having that problem. Yeah. Lock, and, lock them. I don't know, man. Yeah, and like, I, I, we're not, I'm not trying to call out that specific region, but even like two days after we posted that video, that like the, the guys that run the anti-cheat for Battlegrounds came out and said, hey, the majority of the cheating is coming from this region. Yeah. And it's like, well, all right, well, you know, I'm, I might be bitching a little bit, but at the same time, you're backing this stuff up with yeah. your own numbers. What are you going to do about it? Um, yeah, it's just shit. Just, it just seems to be, I, I don't know, like the, the keys are really cheap in China or something. I don't know where it's like, how, why, why it's such a big issue there. Um, but you, I'm seeing a lot of that region in our, in the Australian servers lately. Yeah. Um, and it's causing issues with, you know, just not having a fun game because they're, they're just abusing the way the game works. Yeah. 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 No, it's horseshit. I mean, they just, they, they absolutely need to implement ping limits that are actually restrictive uh, like the look, it sucks. Uh, I know, I, like, I've only experienced it when the fucking server goes down. But like, yeah, it sucks to have the network lag detected thing come up. And I, I've been playing with guys whose internet has been shoddy, hmm. who've experienced it. But the reality, like, at the end of the day, what is actually happening is you are impacting the game of 99 other people like you are negatively impacting the game of 99 other people when you are playing with a ping that is giving you a distinct unfair advantage and i don't give a fuck if oh you know but you've got to deal with you know network lag or like coming up sometimes or like some like it's hard to pick stuff up or whatever the fuck i don't give a fuck the reality is if you are able to manage that shit then you wind up in a space where you have a distinct advantage over other players who are playing the game legitimately uh due to yeah your your network situation and that's bullshit they just gotta get rid of it they just yeah one 180, I think, is probably the highest I'd go. Anyone over 180 gets like, network like, detected. I don't know. It sucks. And I know it would restrict some people from, from playing. But, like, I don't know. They're playing online. Like, at, at some point, you have to draw the line somewhere, yeah. right? You have to draw the line at some space and... Yeah, if that is the place where, like, 180 is almost too high. Like, my initial was 150, but I understand that, like, people spike up to 180 or, like, 175-ish a lot. Yeah, but, like, Siege no. implemented that thing, right? Where it's, like, yeah. you can have high latency, but once it's counted for a certain amount of time, then it fucking cuts you off. So if you do spike for whatever reason, I don't know, download kicks off or something like that. Um, that's yeah. cool. As long as it's not over a certain amount of time. Yeah. Maybe that's a better way of looking at it because that will eliminate some of that. Because we had 
it was literally three games straight. I think we had where it was just like we, we got fucked by players in in somewhere like north of Asia just destroying yeah. us, and we knew because. A, we were getting shot. Like my video clearly shows me getting shot through a rock. But through I then looked. I looked up their stats, and you can see they're from that region. They're playing on that region the majority of the time. Yeah. And so it shows you that like they are. They're not. That's not their home server. They're just playing there because they know they'll get an advantage. And that's that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, they're going to do something about it sooner or later. I know US players are complaining about it as well. Yeah. Um, I've seen North American server players complaining about it. Um, yeah, they're going to do something. It's properly impacting the game, like, worldwide. I don't know. They're gonna, yeah, just fucking do something. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing, like, a thread on Reddit, like, every day. Up the top. Yeah. It's just being voted up, like, yep. Something needs to be done. Ping limits, or I, I, I like. I think there's one on there at the moment. Really, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is just constant now. Um. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. one, two, three, four, five. Six, I don't know it's in the top ten. Please, blue hole, add region lock slash ping limits. <laughs> it's submitted 13 hours ago. 226 comments. It's the yeah. uh, highest commented thread, second highest from the last 24 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's an issue. Why, do, right. they, why, do, why, why do they even let you pick? Why doesn't it just, like, when you get in a squad with people, yep. it just finds whatever is the lowest the average ping to your group? Uh, don't know. Because, like, uh, I, like, look... Personally, I don't think if if you've got mates in fucking EU and you want to play with them, like it sucks. But again, I go back to you're negatively impacting the game of ninety six other people. So maybe you just can't. But if you like, if they're gonna go down the route of letting everyone fucking play with whoever the fuck they want, then just yeah, if you've got mates in the EU or the US or whatever the fuck. Right, and they want to play in your squad together, then it just goes, okay, so he's going to, like, your aggregate ping to the A, the OC server is, uh, I don't know, US guys is 300, uh, yours is 40, 40, 40, so aggregate it's like 150, or to the AS it's like 120, or to the US it's like 200, so you guys play on the AS server. Mm-hmm. Done. You got dumped on the AS server. Uh, or, like, if you're playing with, yeah, all Aussie players, then you all get dumped on the Aussie server. Or if you're playing with two Chinese dudes and two Aussie players, then it dumps you on the fucking AS or the Korean or the fucking Japanese. They just, they're just adding those two in. Like, it picks you a fucking region based on the aggregate re- like fucking ping of your group not based on fucking wherever the fuck you choose to go fuck up everyone's day today yeah it's ridiculous yeah well I, hopefully that gets addressed very soon <laughs> yeah because I think it needs to I've I've seen it become a problem a lot like the two weeks last two weeks that's all I'm noticing just yeah. constantly so alright should we move on 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so about NBA Fantasy League, we had our new season kick off this weekend with our draft. With draft. Yep. Yeah, we changed up the rules a little bit. We've got uh, ten teams in the mix now. We've dropped some some teams. Um, and teams. sorry, eight. Yep. We do have eight teams. Yeah, we went from eight from twelve to eight. Yep. Yep. Um, rule changes. We put some new rule changes in there. We've got uh, a point system now. So rather than doing like a head-to-head categories, um, which was uh, so I was versing Job. It went from like points, rebounds, assists, three pointers, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, that sort of stuff. So uh, depending on whose team won each category, you get a point for that. And then yep. at the end of the week, whoever had the most uh, points in each category would win. So it could be like Job won four categories and I won six, which sounds about right. Um, then I would win. Mm. This season, changing things up, we're going to do uh, a points system, which means that uh, each <laughs> each value um, is worth a different amount for each one. So you could do like one point is one point or one assist is one point, one rebound is one point, but changing things up a little. So like one point is 0.05 points, uh, an assist is 1.25 points, um, a steal is worth three points, a rebound is worth one one point, I think, um, a block is worth three points, a turnover is worth minus 0.5 points, a missed three free throw is worth minus 0.75 points. So you kind of get the idea of where this kind of goes. And at the end of the, uh, the week, you tally up all your totals and the winner is the person with the most total points as opposed to the most total category wins. Um, so yeah, the reason behind that is uh, the last two years we found that there was a big emphasis on power forwards and centers in particularly centers two years ago where you could have uh, four centers in your team and that pretty much allowed you to stack rebounds, points, field goal percentage and blocks. So you're winning quite a large category of or quite quite a large number of the like the point categories you get into. Um, so then the year after that, what I tried to do was nerf that position by dropping uh, centers to a maximum of three. Um, but what we found was that the power forwards started fitting into the center category as well. So dual positions, you had your, um, your, your guys that were considered bigs, but not necessarily centers. So the game of basketball went a bit more small ball. Um, a lot of people talking about centers being like a dying breed, like not focusing on that game as much. Um, so the game of fantasy basketball became these dual positions, a lot of, uh, point guards, shooting guards, or centers, power forwards, uh, shooting guards, small forwards, that sort of thing. Um, so then this year I was like, all right, well, we're going to nerf, we're going to fix that. We're going to nerf, uh, centers and power forwards. We're going to give a bit more power back to the guards and buff yep. some of those positions by having assists worth a bit more points, um, steals worth a bit more points. We're going to lower rebounds a little bit. And we're going to put three pointers up a tad, like a tiny bit. And um, we're going to we're gonna really nerf the uh, free throw percentages because a lot of centers are not good at free throws. Um, you know, 50% is usually 
pretty bad for them. So you got 50% to 75% averages. And uh, yeah, that was the kind of the ideas behind that is to buff the, the guard position a bit more and try and get them back into the game because we've seen them drop off a, a lot the last like two or three years. So that, that's kind of the ideas behind the um, the point system. We'll see how it works. I don't know what's going to happen, but it should be interesting. <laughs> nonetheless <laughs> uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be something yeah uh i i drafted all bigs so that'll, that'll be i'm <laughs> fucked already i guess well maybe uh, not I drafted like a team that you created the point the point system directly to to counter so uh cool well not to counter but to balance right you could still right. win with bigs but the idea was to bring it down it's hard and even up a bit yep uh, yeah, so we had our draft. Uh, how do you feel you went? Um, so the, the draft, the way it works is each team gets 60 seconds to pick. It's a snake draft. The draft order is determined an hour before. The draft by the, uh, I guess, the system we use, it's random. Um, the first pick went to uh, Paul, friend of ours. A second pick went to Alex Walker from Kotaku. Third pick went to myself. Uh, fourth pick was uh, my partner. Fifth pick was you. Is that right? Yep. yep. Six was uh, Ben McKelvey, uh, freelance writer. Um, seventh pick was award-winning author. I think you meant. Award. Sorry, <laughs> Ben McKelvey, award-winning author. Um, seventh pick was one of uh, Paul's mates, uh, and the eighth pick was Drew. A uh, friend of the show. So that's kind of how it went down. First first person that picked was Paul. He went for Giannis, which who Giannis has been really high on top of, I guess, fantasy league picks for the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't really understand why. I guess they'll think you go big this, this season with his, what, it's his third year, I think, um, at Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's... Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's been a really weird off season, right? There's been a lot of changes going around. It's sort of hard to figure out like who's going to be the big players. Because mm-hmm. you've got last year's Russell Westbrook, who was MVP, averaged a triple-double, now has yep. Paul George <laughs> playing on his team, um, and also uh, Carmelo Anthony. So two, two all-stars have joined him. That's a bit strange. You've got James Harden, who was runner-up MVP, who's been joined by Chris Paul, one of the best yep. point guards in the league. Well, aside from James Harden, you've got two two of the best uh, point yeah, guards. Who, who <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, James Harden is a shooting guard who is now who who was one of the best point guards last year. Kind of weird. Um, yeah, you've got LeBron James, who has lost Kyrie Irving, another great point guard who's who's gone to Boston. Uh, Gordon Hayward's over there now. Isaiah Thomas is now at Cleveland, Derek Rose is in Cleveland. Like, it's a fucking like all over the place. This last six months has been insane. So I don't know where the this is going. I don't. I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, which I think is why it's really interesting. Yep. Uh, it's any, be odd. Anybody can take this out. It's crazy. Um, anyway, so can I, can I be one thousand percent honest? Uh, that is why. So my first pick in the draft was Carl Anthony Towns. That's a great pick. 
I think it's it is it is a fantastic pick. I yeah. was surprised he went to fifth. I went for him. Like in the in the player radar, he's rated a lot lower than uh, like. Yeah, I, I, I guess because like Jimmy Butler's on the Wolves now, do they think Jimmy uh, Butler's going to get more touches or something? I don't know. I don't know. But I went with him because I felt like the stats that he gets are not affected by a lot of change. Like a lot of these changes, like he won't get. I think he will get less points. But a lot of what he does isn't necessarily affected. He's like. It's it's sort of like he can still get a lot of rebounds. He can still get a lot of blocks. He can still get a lot of yeah. like uh, even those like sort of half-hearted assists. He can still get a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Without being impacted too much, which I th- I felt like a lot of like everyone else who was still available was very much impacted in that in that way, and I, I didn't really know what to do with a lot of them. I, I didn't know how to draft, to be honest, in this in this new system and, like, this year. Like, I'll, every other year, like, the last couple of years, I've gone really deep and I've created these, like, these elaborate systems <laughs> where I would have, like, really good, like, really powerful, lots of games towards yep. the end of the season, during the playoffs and stuff like that. Um and I'd have this advantage, um, but I didn't do that this year. I didn't do any of that. Well, you couldn't. Uh, I didn't. As well. Well, I couldn't. Well, this I is couldn't. the point, is I wanted to release the information really close to drafts so that nobody could have a fucking spreadsheet out. I could still of- do... I could- I still could have done my fucking... My schedule shit. You could have, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I couldn't do the other stuff. Um... Yeah, so instead I sort of just... I, I drafted largely off, off my gut. Um, I don't know if I did very well. Look, Carl Anthony Towns works on this new system. He's not a shit shooter. No. He gets rebounds, yeah. blocks, like all that stuff is good. He's, it, like, he's actually a really good basketball player who takes high percentage shots and like is, is proper, like a proper team player. I think he will go really well. He is a great get. I don't think I did anything wrong there. I worry about the rest of my picks. I picked up Draymond Green, who I don't know, I think will be impacted negatively by this. Uh, I picked up um, Andrew Wiggins, who I worry, like the more I look at him, the more, more I worry that he's going to get fucked. And I picked up Mello, who... Uh, I, I worry was has been inflated because of spending a bunch of years the only real fucking option at the Knicks who wasn't you know fucking Skellington Jack Skellington um, what's his face the mm. center what's his name the Knicks guy that everyone loves Pazingis um, yeah I worry that I've, I've fucked myself but um, we'll see I don't know we'll see yeah, I have the the interest, interesting thing about this season as well is that because we've got less people playing, you get like a lot like higher caliber players as opposed to like two, two or three really good players and then kind of filling in those extra bits. Everybody gets like six or seven ridiculous players and then it just goes from there. Like I've got I think seven or eight all stars on my team. 
something stupid like that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, it should be should be a lot of fun. I I went for a lot of like up upside on my team, I guess, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, like you said, I reckon, like NBA starts again tomorrow. I'm yep. definitely going to be watching. I'm excited. I'll watch, I'll watch Celtics versus Cleveland at the very least. Yeah. Uh, what I found funny was that we were, we because we were drafting, we were on um, Discord together talking. And uh, there was, I like, think, two or three times where I was, dr- we were drafting. And because I was in front of you by like two places, I kept yep. taking plays you were going to take. Aggravating. It was uh, very angry. Like, really not good players I should be picking up, but we were yep. both looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I got you on Isaiah Thomas and Derek Rose. Yeah. The two that I remember. Uh, like Derek Rose was going to be my last pick. I think you picked him in the second last round. Yeah, second last. Uh, yeah, I was going to pick him in my last pick as a fucking like long shot, whatever. It's at this point very funny to me that I pick, keep picking Derek Rose and he keeps being a bust. Uh, naturally, now that I haven't picked him, he will be fucking spectacular Amazing. this year but yeah. uh yeah i was definitely gonna pick up it as well now you've got both the fucking cleveland point guards so that's yeah. good so who was your who was your pick that you thought oh, i'll go for a like I'll, I'll toss a coin into this one uh I'll, I'll just chuck chuck this one out there and see see how it goes uh yeah. rudy gay i think is such a fucking long shot um i think my last pick was jonathan simmons okay Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, who I think is a super risky pick, but I thought he was awesome last year. Uh, and I've no he idea. He got a lot of time, didn't go. he, towards the end? It did, yeah. And I have no idea how it's going to go at Orlando. So. But Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay is like uh, at, at San Antonio. And like, I mean, he shares space with. Kawi, how the fuck is Kawhi? Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Um, he sh- like they share the same, same space, and I think that's that's probably my riskiest pick. Oh, and I guess Brandon Ingram is who you're driving at. Uh, even <laughs> no. though I think he's he's gonna fucking smash, and I think everyone will be wrong. But whatever. What about yours? What's your riskiest? Um, I went. Just looking at my, I will like Carl Isaiah, Derek Rose, Isaiah Thomas and Derek Rose, and Carl Kuzma. Carl I'm Kuzma is my last pick. Uh, who's, who's, who do you think is your trashest pick? It's hard to pick. I think I picked Ricky shit. Rubio quite early. Yeah, that's crazy. That was crazy. I remember you picking him. Like that was fucking but two rounds. At the same time, he's playing on Utah now. Like Utah lost Gordon Hayward. Um, did they lose Excellent George Hill? For, yeah, he's. Did they? Did they? Uh, oh, that's me searching. No. Um, I can't remember. Yes, thought- he's going to Sacramento. Yeah. Um, yeah, Exum's yeah, out. Um, but Exum's out for good. Like, he's out for the season, apparently. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's done. Today, I only saw. Uh, that's crazy. So, that's I think, re- I think Ricky Rubio point. might do okay. I think he yep. was ranked around the 70s or 80s. I picked him up at 50. Yep. Um, because he usually, uh, I think he's up there with assist leader. He's like top five easily in assists. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, he's just, his points aren't that great. 
and I think he's, he's shooting you. percentage. He's going to kill you on his shooting percentage. It's no, no. The, the shooting percentage is free throws that aren't good. It's just Are free you throws. Sure? Yeah. Are you sure? So it's 0.5 per shot. So each shot is worth one one point. So, yeah. I think. I have to check the score point. Score Field point. goals missed is negative 0.5. Yep. F- free throws missed is negative 0.75. It's not that big a difference to me. He's, the the rate at which he misses shots is still going to hurt you. Yeah. His free throw percentage is awesome, but yeah. The rate at which he throws up bricks for no fucking reason is going to kill you. Yeah, we'll see. It's not going to kill you, kill you, but it's going to hurt. We'll, we'll, um, we'll see how these points worked out. Look, I ran them through simulators, all right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, D- McKelvey has picked up George Hill already, all right, for three bucks. I haven't even started yet. He's dropping players. <laughs> I almost I almost did. I almost dropped um, one of my centers. Uh, Dang. I was, I was going to drop Dang. For Nolan's Noel. Yeah. Um, one thing Noel. I... Gorgie. Gorgie Dian. Ah, okay. No. One thing I noticed, uh, I touched on it before, was these dual positions. I don't know how your team's gone, but I don't have any. Uh, sorry, I got one. I got LeBron James at power forward, small forward. Nobody yep. else on my team has a dual position. Is that something they've like changed this year, I feel like? They've turned a lot of that down? Uh, I think ESPN has changed a lot of that themselves, yeah. And uh, while we are talking, I am going to ditch Dang and go for Nerlens Noel. Are you? Because I can't. Okay, I'll put yep. that up quickly. I'm going to do it right now. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. I've got him. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Anyway, that was fun. Um, yeah. Basketball starts this week. We'll see how we go. Awesome. One last game to talk about. All right. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2. We played this today. Played a little bit of this today. The single player campaign. Some of this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, See, did you play any of the beta? I don't remember. Yeah, I played a little bit of the beta. Okay. Mm. I thought it was very pretty. It was like a really good looking game. Like staggeringly good looking game. Um, I didn't start off with that. (laughs) first huh? you start off with it looks pretty first that's it yeah Let's look, it look she's uh she's a very pretty girl but uh personality's not that great <laughs> um like yeah is that where we're going with this um sort of yeah uh yeah it's uh yeah, it's just crazy, man. Like, I don't know. We get to play this. We were playing single player only. I played the multiplayer. I actually enjoyed it. I think that, like, neat work needs to be done. Uh, I called the star card shit would be pay to win fucking yonks ago. I called that fucking the moment I saw it. Um, but, yeah. Uh, the single player, it, it seems like it's going to be something I'm just going to play for the story. Mm-hmm. I like Star Wars stories, right? I like the world. I think they did a, uh, like it, it, a great world has been established for Star Wars, and so f- for that alone, it's earned my interest. Um, but 
Yeah. Um, I don't really care too much for the gameplay, I guess, in the mm. single player. It seems pretty shallow to be like to be one hundred percent honest. I think maybe something's changing with me, like personally. Maybe I don't want to play fucking run and gun shooters anymore. I don't want to play games where you just run from point A to point B, shooting shit along the way. Yeah, well, I just don't. Uh, I don't know if it does a good job of the the shooting stuff, but also. Like, it doesn't... It does, I didn't feel like it did anything. It was like, holy shit, like, it blow your mind. You have those moments in Battlefield. Obviously, I'm drawing to that because it's based on the same engine, same team, or same, same sort of teams that are working on it. Um, like, those Battlefield moments of, you know, the, the giant blimp blowing up and crashing down in front of you, like, that sort of stuff. It just felt very grounded and um, just generic. Like run and gun stuff, it, it didn't even have that appeal of the Call of Duty. Like Call of Duty games are very fast paced and um, yep. you know action orientated. It just this just felt like it was yeah going from point A to point B just shooting stuff. Yeah, and like I guess the appeal, the draw is that you get to like learn more of. Like about the world, the world, right? Yeah. So you're and in the world. Yeah, you're in the. You are in the. You are in the world, and you're playing through elements. Like it takes you. The story takes you from, like, from what we've seen is the like, is Return of the Jedi, the end of Return of the Jedi, uh, and it's supposed to take you through to the like start of the Force Awakens. It's supposed to bridge that gap, right, between yep. Jedi and Force Awakens, which I think is fucking awesome, and it's a. Uh, period of time that i'd really love to learn more about i want to learn you know how the fucking the first order came to be and all that kind of shit so yeah the the appeal the draw is getting you like giving you more of that information and it's done in a way that i think is actually like pretty well done right the the cutscenes are well acted and like uh the story is told pretty well it's just it doesn't really, I don't know. It just seems sort of uh, the bare minimum at this stage. And I guess there is something to be said for the fact that we're playing like old code. And it's not the finished product, but I don't think they can fix what my problems are. Like I was, I was talking about this after the events, but I'd love to see. Like I don't feel so. The the crux of the concept is you play as a. a Iden um, Corsia, uh, and sh- she is a is it Corsia or Versio? Versio, no. Versio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, she is a uh, like an elite special forces unit within the Empire, which is I think a fucking awesome concept. You know, it's such a radical idea to have you playing as a member of the Empire, uh, but. Uh, as something Nate likes to say a lot is that the Empire are basically space Nazis Hmm. and so you can't have someone like just maintain their position as yay space Nazis because it's you know I guess implicit uh, backing of Nazis and Nazis are bad uh 
I can't be more clear on that. The Nazis are bad. Uh, and yeah, like, so you can't have someone play as a Nazi, as a space Nazi, and not have some sort of like uh, character arc where they come around and realize how they've fucked up and become good for whatever reason. And obviously there's wiggle room because uh, the, the war of the empire and the rebellion is, you know, generation spanning. Uh, and you know, you, you can, you can learn to deal with, with the mistakes someone made if they managed to make up for it on a grand enough scale. And what grand, what grander scale is there than, you know, saving literally planets, mm. which is what, what happens in star Wars, I guess. Right. But like, the reality is, for me, in a lot of ways, everyone who's playing Star Wars Battlefront knows that the Empire is bad. And just because Eden doesn't, just because she has lived her whole life with this understanding that the Empire is good, you know, she's been brought up, she's been raised to understand that the Empire is good just because that is her entire reality doesn't change how the viewer like experiences that, you know, like if you were to make a fucking, you were to make a movie about a guy who thought who was raised to believe that kicking puppies was good. You wouldn't be all like, well, I guess kicking puppies is good. Hmm. Uh, when you were then asked to like play as him, you wouldn't like be suddenly cool with being with kicking puppies. Like if the video game version of it came out, you wouldn't be like, can't wait to kick some fucking puppies. Fuck yeah. Woo. Puppy kicker 2017. Puppy. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Maybe there is a market for it. Yeah. Um, I don't really do anything to like, engage your understanding of her point of view right like you just sort of told that she's always been a member of the empire and that she's always like that's just her life the empire is her life like you just sort of get it doesn't really like imbue this into you it's it's weird to like it's weird that you bring up call of duty because i think back to like the black ops games Hmm. right and those games did so much extra work to sort of try to like uh like just infuse this concept of the the backstory of black ops you know and to tie it into world at war and all this kind of stuff you know uh it did all that extra work uh to link you between you and like i'm thinking of black ops 2 did all that extra work to link you between you and your dad and all that kind of stuff like it's and yet like this doesn't seem to do anything like that it just sort of dumps you in and yeah you're it starts at a point you're a bad guy and fucking go for it um and yeah it's a dramatic contrast and i'd love to see them do something different like do something more with it like i don't know my idea was have her uh coming up as a like recruit 
Hmm. Um, coming up through like I don't know stormtrooper training or whatever the fuck have them hilariously missing all their shots or whatever like have that as the tutorial um, yeah like and you could establish some of the fucking relationships she's got with her surrounding her supporting cast and stuff you could establish the relationship she's got with her dad yeah. or the relationship she's got with Hask or whatever the fuck his name is like um yeah you could like create this uh actual character at the moment she she's not two-dimensional there's like there is depth there's definitely depth but you don't have any reason to connect with her and i think Hmm. in a video game that's more like it's more important than anything to be able to connect with the player character the player and the player character need to be able to connect um and yeah i don't know i just don't feel like yeah i don't feel like it does any work to make that connection yeah that's my main problem with it and it is a single like we're we're just playing the single player game so that's all i've really got to go on i guess um yeah it just sort of dumps you in gets you to run from place to place shooting all of this rebel scum and to be honest like i might joke about rebel scum but uh i'm rebel for life baby like mm-hmm. yeah i think i think the fucking imperial march is a badass but yeah i would never be part of the empire well like that's the thing right is i'm interested to see the story behind the 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 empire stuff like we haven't really had apart from um like X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter stuff, that that sort of thing. We don't get a lot of games focusing on the the Empire side, and this is something that's trying to do that. But <laughs> from the stuff that we've seen <clears throat> today, it feels like this is not going to be that story, that it's going to be like a redemption story, and that's not really where I wanted it to go. Um, I was kind of disappointed in that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, it seems cool like I like running around in a Star Wars world but yeah hmm. I don't know. like the shooting is, is okay the AI wasn't that great the AI was, was dumb like they would just run yeah. in a straight line uh, not really challenging at all it would kind of just cover behind a box and just stay there and just shoot at you until it got killed um, the AI of your partners wasn't that great like i put a tarot down at one stage and it didn't shoot really much um yeah. mainly because i put the turret on a box and i thought oh well box has high ground that'll do <laughs> right yeah box didn't yep. shoot anything because i guess it figured <laughs> it wasn't on the same plane as everything else so yeah that didn't work um yeah i don't know man i i i just thought it was quite it's cool to be in that world, but at the same time, is just yeah, it was a shooter. I just felt it was pretty generic and average. I didn't see any kind of apart from the space fights. I still like the space fights a lot. I think that stuff is really cool. Um, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that again. Uh, I guess because it's like it's something different. We don't see a lot of that stuff in games um, these days, like on consoles or apart from your PC hardcore games like your. Elite Dangerous or um, that other game that's worth $20 billion. Um, 
like we're not getting a lot of, of flight fighting dog fighting games so that that stuff is really cool yeah i, I dig all that sort of thing um you didn't get a chance to play the beta starfighter um battles but it's sort of similar to the one we played today uh it's got a few more things in the um in the objectives that you kind of go off and do uh which is i think is pretty cool like disabling shield generators and uh blowing up certain parts of like the big cruisers like the weapon systems and that sort of stuff yep. um like a bit of change in the objectives but you know you get the idea of how that sort of thing works i think it's fun it's cool to jump around in ships and shoot other things so yeah man i it's cool i i, I enjoyed bits of it but at the same time like oh it's you know it doesn't do anything exciting for me for me right I guess I've never, I don't, I didn't really need a Star Wars campaign in my Battlefront game. I just need a good Battlefront game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I, I will play Battlefront 2, uh, provided the StarCraft, <laughs> StarCard stuff doesn't wind up being like there, there was a blog post, uh, late last week where they were like, uh, oh, we've heard your, feedback and we were working on our star card stuff if they manage to fix it so that it's not like grossly pay to win or pay to win at all rather then i will play star uh, star wars battlefront 2 for the multiplayer and it feels to me like the campaign will just be a a bonus an added extra which i think is a little bit of a wasted opportunity because i think they are like the the chance to tell Starcraft stories, uh, Starcraft, Star, Wars. Star Wars stories, Star Wars stories is so fucking, it's rare, you know, it, it is not a common thing. And so, yeah, to tell it in a way that I'm not utterly engaged, just, yeah, it feels like a bit of a waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely play it. And I, yeah, I, I, this, I don't know. I, I think maybe I sound more, down on it than i actually was i enjoyed playing it it's just by the numbers it's just yeah i don't know sort of a bit generic yeah um yeah just touching on the star card stuff as well there are star cards in single player (laughs) um i did ask them about that and sort of how it ties into the multiplayer and the answer that i got was uh they're still working on it. They don't really know. I guess it's the same as that blog post. But when I yep. kind of looked at it, it seemed like, oh, this is not connected to multiplayer in any way at all. It, it seems pretty segregated, like it's separate. Um, but he was saying that they haven't really worked on it. That No, they are connected at the moment, that they're not really, they're still working on it. So you mentioned stuff about unlockables during multiplayer. Um, yep. Maybe that sort of thing, because- yeah, the way it works is the star cards have like a grading system. There are gold cards, silver cards, bronze cards. And, um, you know, th- there's been a lot of talk recently about things like Shadow of Mordor, having single player loot box systems, you know, giving yourself an advantage as a single player. Does that sort of tie into this as well? Have they looked at the feedback from that and thought, well, fuck, maybe we shouldn't do loot boxes or this loot system for single player? Um, yeah, it's it's kind of... Hard to sort of gauge where they're thinking about at the moment without getting a fully fledged answer. Yeah, yeah, it's it's odd. 
Um, it's odd that they wouldn't be able to tell us this stuff because I feel like we're pretty close. But yeah, well, the game's a couple of weeks out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Hmm. Yep. All right. Should we do some news? Let's do it. Let's do it. World attacks. Servers coming to Australia. November 1st. Boom. Boom. That's it. Um, I, I've, it's about I've, time. I've heard this rumor for a long time. Yes. So have I. I've, <laughs> asked, I've asked in literally every World of Tanks interview I've ever done. And they've said, soon. We're looking into it. Hopefully soon. Really soon. Some, some variant of soon. Uh, soon, in this case, is November 1st, 2017. Um... It's actually coming though, so that's cool. Um, it will be a, it will have a big impact, I think, on the esports players, yeah, uh, and on the community that plays it, uh, which is awesome. Uh, I might play it. <laughs> we should play some games. I, I would, I would jump back in to check it out. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's cool. Uh, do you know if it's coming for? Is it just World of Tanks, or if it's no, is it for World of Warships and World of Planes as well? Oh shit! Um, Yeah, because our press release just says um, Wargaming to launch local World of Tanks ANZ. Yeah, it only says World of Tanks at the moment. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I would like the others as well. Um, World of uh, World of Warships is cool as balls. World of Tanks, I like, but yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's that's a it's a good get. It's about time, but it's also good. So, yeah, good on you, Wargaming. Uh, getting there eventually is better than never getting there at all, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm pumped. Cool. We'll definitely um, play it. We will. We'll I think jump you'll in. like it. Yeah, I think I'll, you'll like. I'll fucking I'll dig it. Sweet. Um, Dead by Daylight news: Freddy Krueger might be coming to, to the game. There was a teaser video released today, which shows uh, not much. <laughs> it's basically a, uh, a video of like an arm or something. Um, and then it's got a bunch of slashes that come up with like uh, the Dead by Daylight logo. And then another one that sort of signifies the slash through like the five or the f- I think it's five. Yeah. And then it says something about like uh, never go to sleep, something like that, um, which is hinting at. Sounds like Freddy Krueger, which is pretty cool. Um, very iconic. Yeah, that's pretty good. Horror character. Um, they're going into, like, the license stuff. The last update was Leatherface from... Um, uh, not Halloween. Was it Halloween? Um, no. Friday the 13th? No, that's not... Leatherface... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yep. Um, so, from from that one. So, yeah. Should be cool. That was a new... Nice. Yeah, um, have you played it recently or the last update I played was the Leatherface update um, yeah that was the free update I don't know man it, it seemed he seemed a bit too similar to the chainsaw yeah um, to the ch- I chainsaw guy I chainsaw was heavily based on the chainsaw massacre so yeah I don't know yeah I, I think that the way he kind of fit in was the um, his perks and his special ability was kind of like slashing his chainsaw in front of him a bunch of times, um, which I don't know. It, yeah, but fuck yeah, Freddy Krueger, I'll jump in back for that. That that sounds cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. 
It, it's still cool to see them updating that game. Um, anyway, yep. that's what I... Yeah, it is. I jumped on to have a look at that. Um, and lastly, Open Critic uh, is looking to take a stand against loot boxes. It's been a big topic. We brought it up before. Um, the last couple of weeks, we had big AAA games coming out. Shadow of Mordor, uh, Star Wars. Uh, what else has done it? A lot of things. NBA 2K, uh, I guess, sort of has loot yeah, box 2K, stuff. Yeah, 2K, yep. Um, I don't know. This, it's, it's rampant. It's all over the place. Uh. Yeah. all over the place um, so they're t- looking to I guess take a stand against it they've, they've said on Twitter that we're w- looking into ways to add business model information to open critic so I guess kind of disclose like hey this is something that is a part of the game um, giving you giving customers more information about sort of what the game entails and, and what you can do with it um, I think it's a good good thing yeah um, you know, more information out there is, is really good. Uh, and I think somebody needs to, or I think in particular, like writers and, and critics need to start looking at this stuff a bit more because um, it is important. I think it is causing like a big problem. They've they've obviously looked at games like Dota and Overwatch and they're the two big ones that I can think of. I think you mentioned another one today. Um I guess Rainbow Six Siege sort of as well. And Shadow of War. Yeah, but Shadow of War no, is sh- just doing gameplay changes, right? But Shadow of War is an interesting one because it was slammed hmm. for having like the loot boxes as affecting the gameplay when in the in reality it didn't impact. Well it didn't uh, impact multiplayer. Impact was- but it's like, yeah, it didn't impact anything really. Like, you just buy some extra fucking orcs, but you get so many fucking orcs, it doesn't matter. But yeah. like, a lot of reviews were like, oh yeah, basically by the end, if you're not buying loot boxes, you're in for a hell of a grind. But that's not true. That's like, I think that is one of the critical things that they need to, like, if they're going to police whether or not loot boxes exist, they also need to police whether or not people are like accurately portraying how they exist within the games because yeah I don't know Shadow War cops some shit and that's not cool yeah they they could categorize it or something like that into cosmetic or yeah. gameplay changes um yeah I'm not sure what they do but it's cool like I I know I'm a verified open critic thing you you probably are as well right uh yep yeah so we're yep. both we're both on there um Yep, I think I'm. I'm pretty sure. I don't. Know. I haven't looked in a while. Most likely. Pretty sure. Yeah. Do you get emails from them? No. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I get I emails know. I saw, all the time. I got a link from them about one of my one of my Doom or my Call of Duty. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, as you were saying. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's the news. That's all we got. Is that where you're driving at? No. What? What do you mean? That's, what, that's where I was driving at. That was what you were driving at. Yeah. That we were. Okay, All right. Um, questions. Was there any emails? Questions. Yes, there's questions. There's questions. Oh shit! In our Discord. Frisco writes. With the proliferation of loot boxes, the question must be asked: <laughs> How the Gap will eventually implement its own loot box system? Will valued Gap customers be able to gamble for opportunities to learn about games under embargo? How about a one-on-one talk special with Luke about how much time he doesn't have for a video game? 
We definitely love to hear your own ideas to introduce gambling for the listeners. Regards, your local corporate shill, Frisco. Um, great question. Great question. Uh, it's like he was listing. <laughs> it is. It's eerie. Um, I don't know if we we do anything about games under embargo because I don't want to get sued into oblivion. Um, yeah, a one-on-one where Luke just talks about games he doesn't have time to play. Hmm. Sounds like a that sounds like a goer. That's Except probably I, I got time now. That's just, this is the ah, that's the that's the rub. Sadly, <laughs> you've missed missed the boat on that one. Unless you were to do nothing but these specials, in which yeah. case you would run out of time yeah. to talk about them. That's actually one that makes itself. That's actually one that sells itself. That's a good idea, Frisco. We do that one. That's a low tier one though. What uh, if need a lot? a lot of those to tick over so that people so that he constantly has no time to play video games what if we have a loot box mm. the podcast is no longer free alright going forward yep. this this Friday okay. the podcast is no longer free the only sure. way you can get the podcast is if you give us a dollar and only 40% of those people get the podcast no everyone gets some of the podcast oh okay but you don't but get all how of much of the podcast you get is based on the loot box all right so maybe you get first 40 minutes of the podcast yep but if you want all two and uh fucking two and a half hours jesus christ two and a bit hours of podcast this yep. this time you need to get like a legendary drop or you need to buy another loot box i'm sorry and in true blizzard style sorry but you might actually get the same 40 minutes you got last time again. So yeah. you'll have to... That's a duplicate. You can trade it in for coins. Yeah. Uh, a fraction. At a fraction of the value, I'm afraid. But uh, you can trade it in for coins and um, bingo, bango. You might actually, at some point, get the entire podcast. The best Good thing idea. is, the people that are listening to this right now are legendary dropped. Podcast. Oh, True. So they, they wasn't no, yeah. Well, at this point, yeah. Unless they, unless their drop was only the last five minutes of the podcast. Oh, yeah. you get the questions part. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we'll break it up into actual segments. Okay. News. Imagine if you got the news segment Ugh. as you drop. You'd be how ripped off would you feel? <laughs> what about the outro? Just the outro music. That's pretty good. Imagine if you only wanted to listen to talk, us talk about PUBG every week. Then you could just, like, gamble on only getting the PUBG section. <laughs> Do you get free pants with it as well? PUBG pants? Oh, like, I don't think so. We need that money. Oh, okay. You're we selling pants. Shit. Yeah, we sell, it. we sell the pants. We get the pants. Whenever you get a PUBG drop. Perfect. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway. Uh, good... Good question, Frisco. <laughs> okay. uh, we'll look into it. Uh, we'll, we'll send it up the corporate ladder. Yeah. Uh, it's time to start making <laughs> we have money a ladder. This. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. it's one rung. Um, it's a step ladder. Um, Dang is right. Hi, Joe Fish and Luke. Just wondering when you'll be adding Jack and Daxter skins to the gap loot boxes. <laughs> I feel like those would be a must have for any serious game on. <laughs> on another note, do you guys have any recommendations for split-screen games on the PS4 or Xbone? Trying to find a game to play with Mrs. and there's not much around that jumps out at me. Cheerio, fellas. Dangers. Great question. We can add Jack and Daxter skins and we can wait it <coughs> so that they're ultra-legendary. Hmm. 
And so if you want all the Jack and Daxter skins, I'm afraid you are going to have to buy a lot of loot boxes. And the best part is when you get a, a Jack and Daxter skin, you don't get any of the podcast. So if you actually wanted to listen to the podcast, you have to buy the podcast skin. Or you have to buy another loot box. But but if you get another Jack and Daxter skin, the upside is that will tra- that duplicate will be worth a lot of our in podcast currency. So, I mean, swings and roundabouts, right? Yeah, yeah. Good point. Another great idea for monetization. We're all about monetization on this podcast and loot boxes, um, especially. And loot boxes, yeah. Um, and recommendations for split screen games on PS4 and Xbox. Have you tell me you've played Overcooked? Tell me and tell me you've played it with your missus because it is actually. Fucking hilarious. That's not a split uh, screen co op game, though. No, it's not split screen, but it is a single screen co op and uh, fantastic. I love it to bits. Mm. Um, you've played it, right? Of course you have. Um, yep. Have you played it, like, have you played it with your partner? No. We, we played, played it at your place. Wife. She fucking loved it. She thought it was hilarious. Um, play it with all of my family. They all love it. It's fantastic. Uh, totally worth it. Uh, is there anything else split screen that you there's some good play? stuff like uh, is Borderlands split screen fucking love Borderlands you uh, love how much do you love Borderlands Borderlands is great what about <laughs> Diablo is that oh that's single screen but it's totally worth playing multiplayer yeah uh, local screen yeah no I've played a fuck ton of that on PS4 it's definitely worth it um, yeah anything else that I can think of. Uh, not sure what else is local co-op. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Portal? Um, oh, Portal's no. Portal's a PlayStation uh, 3 game. Oh, good one. Nailed it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a good question. We've got no answers for you. Yeah. I think we gave some pretty good answers, to be Borderlands honest. Borderlands is great. Uh, play Borderlands. Minecraft? You can play Minecraft. All right. Hmm. I guess I don't know maybe not anyway let's wrap this up good questions dangers good question Frisco love questions I love questions alright there you go. go um The Gap you can find us on iTunes Android Windows Store under The Gap or the GA Podcast you can search for us on those platforms uh send us a review Helps other people find the show. Uh, if you want to send us questions, you can do that on our email address, which is the gapodcast at gmail.com or Discord, which is the gapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, I've got a bunch of general like chat boards in there and uh, voice channels where people play video games. There are currently no one playing anything. Good one. That's weird. It is. Well, it, we did. We are doing this during the day. Yeah, we're doing this during the night. So. Yep, this is true. Um, if you want to go to our social media, you can do that as well. Facebook.com/slash GA Podcast, Twitter.com/slash GA Podcast, or we have a website which is the GAPodcast.com. You can find a link to all the things we just talked about on that website. And that is all thanks to our Patreon members, which if you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Thank you to everybody that uh, signs up for that every month. Muchly appreciated. You're the best. Um, And if you want to check out more things that we do, we'll be going to PAX this next week. Yeah, next next week. week. Holy shit. It's getting close. 
If you're at PAX, come say hello. Come say hello. Uh, if we're at, if you're at Crown Casino on Saturday, come say hello. We'll be at the sports bar. Watching basketball. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yep. No, no question. Yep. Yep. Um, otherwise, we have a uh, PUBG panel, which Job is hosting on the Friday night at 8 p.m., yeah, uh, adult time. <laughs> PM. At the adult time, we can't uh, guarantee we won't be drinking. Because Pekin says the, the word "cunt" more than I do. So wow, all right, fair enough. <laughs> he he does. It's crazy. Yeah. I told him he has to cut back on it. Right. If I'm saying that, then yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, yep. So that's a, a PUBG Chicken Dinner Live panel. Uh, Job's hosting it. There's going to be myself, Nathan, Pekin, and one of his mates, I believe. Not shot AU at this point. Not shot. So two team immunity. Two of the best PUBG players in the world, and uh, and then Nate, um, which is good, and, and <laughs> not shot. So that should be a lot of fun, um, and maybe some special guests. We'll see. We're still trying to sort that part out, but nothing confirmed yet. <laughs> we like to leave, leave things last minute. So that's it. Yep. Um, but if we do confirm guests, though. they'll be big name guests, right, Joe? They will be big, big name guests, and uh, <laughs> it, it will be some shit. Yeah, it'll be some shit. I'm telling yeah. you, you want you, to come? You would want to be there. Yeah, um, yeah. But <laughs> we're not guaranteeing anything. Look, it's a, like a loot box. You might get something, you might not. We'll see what happens. All right, yeah, I think that's it. That's it for the show. Uh, anything else you want to add, Joe? Where can people find you the shit you did this week? Uh, head to the IGN uh, AU Esports Hub um, to check out my highlights for the coming week that it should be up today. But you won't know that because you won't get to listen to this on till Friday because yes. we're on the embargo. Um, check that out. Uh, check out a, an interview I did with um, a... A cool, like, it was a good interview, actually. Uh, Matt, Matt's something. Um, he did the GT Academy, the Gran Turismo Academy. Yeah. I think it was Simmons. I started with S. Um, uh, GT, <laughs> GT Academy, and he went on to be, like, he's a real race car driver now. So he went from fucking, yeah, driving in GT to real real life racing, which is fucking cool. Um, check that out and check That's out. Nice. Uh, it's is that it? Yep. I nailed it. Fact check. Look at me go. Uh, and uh, an interview I've done with um, the Dark Sided uh, fighting game community guys on uh, Red Bull as well. Everything on Red Bull. Good stuff. Cool. Yeah. What about you? What are you, um, you can find my things at survivor.com. I'll be writing about Star Wars this week. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Obviously, packs next week. Come say hi. <clears throat> but we have one more podcast to do before then. So we should do one more. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then nice. you can listen to the podcast while you're at packs, and then come say hi to us while you listen to podcast. Genius. Perfect. Yep. While you're listening, it all makes so much sense. It does. All right. Thanks Excellent. for listening, Joe. Ah, uh, no problem. Thank yep. you for talking, Luke. Yep, that's what I do. <laughs> it's true. See you next time. Right. Peace.